Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom. Shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew. It's time to rally up, man. What we like to call a little throwdown Thursday. Figured we were due for some tasty beverages and some socializing and some sports jibba-jabba. So here we are. So let's go ahead and get this party cranked up, man. First and foremost, that's right. The one, the only, Shannon the... <laughs> <laughs> Shannon, the Twitter Terminator, <laughs> MacGuffin. See, this is what happens, man. I've already had two pre-podcast drinks, man. I might stumble and bumble, stumbling and bumbling. I might, I might trip myself up a couple of times, but that's okay. It, that's why they call it a Thursday Thursday, right? That's, that's what they mean. I mean, I like Shannon the ter- the MacGuffin Terminator. You were, know? <laughs> were you going Shannon the Terminator? What were you getting ready to say? Good God, man, tighten up. <laughs> Hey, I'm, just, I'm just looking at my Yeti right now. Yeah, you know, so. I know that's nice. I was I was ready for a hashtag. That's what he said after that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, oh my God, Shannon, it's good to hear hear your voice, bro. What you got going on, man? Dude, man, it's good to hear your voice as well. Um, dude, just uh, had to stay home over spring break with Muffin. You know, she's just getting old. And oh, yeah, all that stuff. So old I, puppies, I did some. Man. It, it sucks, but, you know, I did some work around the house. Uh, I, the girls, I took their faucets out of their sinks and redid the bottom. So they've got brand new faucets and uh, did a, did the bathroom and <laughs> cleaned up the garage. Ooh, so, you know. Living large. Yeah, look well. Look at you. Look, look at that. Ooh. M- Mr. Handyman, you know. <laughs> and YouTube videos help, but <laughs> and, and, I, I'm and not beers. rich enough to hire plumbers, so I gotta do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you know what? What's weird though is is because we're gonna touch on obviously the NCAA championship game, and I was looking back at the last year, you know, and then it popped up in my memory. Speaking of old puppies, it's, you know, it's when I had to put uh, blue down. So it's kind of uh, it's weird to think it's been a year. So. Jesus. I'm glad Muffin's still going, but old puppy love, you, they have different needs, and it, 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 there's certain things that are just tough, because whether it's traveling or some other stuff, they just don't quite have the motor, or they can't really handle it. You know, you just enjoy, you know, yeah. those moments with them, even though they're older and they've slowed down, but it, it's you just know, trying, to ch- ch- trying to cherish that last little <laughs> that last little chunk, however long that's going to be, man. Yeah, her favorite thing is for us is to raise up the garage and... Like, we'll just sit outside and just put her on the leash and kind of loosen it up, and she'll just go lay on a yep. a, a devil, Dave, and just chill out. Just chill, man. Old she, puppies, man. They love some chilling. They do, dude. They do. And it's, you know, have a beer, and she's outside, so life is good. Life is good. That's how and it rolls. In the garage, she gasses us out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's that, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well... I guess I should have brought you. Or I guess I can enter a muffin until you dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> Fair enough. Accurate. That's a true story. Anyway. But you know what, though? What? It is nice to have a real quality NFL quarterback on the team again. <laughs> Sorry to rub salt in the wound, bro, but. No, you're not. Yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, yeah. drinks on Derek Carr. 
I mean, no. Drinks from Deshaun Watson. Just make sure they're yes. not. Just make sure they're not laced with anything. Oh, oh, no. That's a bad joke. That's a bad. That's what he said. <laughs> Would you like a massage? Oh <laughs> no, that was dirty. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Cisco's not. Dirty? <laughs> Never. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we do like to yeah. kind of, like Muffin does in the garage, we like to push it a little bit here at the sports group. So that's, that's what you get. <laughs> anyway, wow. all right, all right. Uh, look, Debo may have scrubbed his Instagram. I don't know if he's brought everything back yet. I haven't paid that enough attention to it. But Debo may have scrubbed his Instagram of all things 49ers for right now, but I know who hasn't, though he probably doesn't even have an Instagram and that is old Randy Giggity Giles. What's up, bruh? Uh, not, not too much. Um, actually, I do have an Instagram. I just really don't post on it. I just follow people, like, yeah. for the most part. Because, you know, following, like, George Takei and Mark Hamill and stuff like that, they're, they're, they're just fun to be on social media. It's great to see them. Yeah. But, um... Accurate. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything about Devo. I just know, like, the Niners doing their due diligence. They're seeing... What pe- teams are willing to trade for him, which is you, you kind of have because because if someone's gonna you know bet Maybe. the farm and be like, hey, we're gonna give you all this, it's it's like as much as I would be pissed at the moment if that trade mm-hmm. ever came down. Um, I as long as the wor- the value of the trade is worth it in the long run. Well, I'd I mean, over the, it eventually. the thing is, you don't know that until it happens, right. and you see what they do with what they get, whether it's picks or players, you don't know. I mean, it's like, um, it's weird. We look back and, you know, there was a point where people were overpaying running backs, right? And it feels like that kind of blew up in teams' faces, and then they don't want to do that, right? Or they really pinch pennies with running backs. And then it was like the quarterback stuff. You know, Kirk Cousins kicked off this, you know, the guarantees and, and kind of playing this, you know, franchise tag game with Washington. And it's really, it was, you know, the then Redskins, it was their own fault. They could have signed him to a decent deal. But they screwed around, you know, F around and found out. It's kind of what, what happened there. But, you know, the last couple of years, you look at the evolution of how contracts have gone for quarterbacks, and now we're on this cusp where things have really changed for the wide receivers. Now, did wide receivers get paid before? Yeah, of course they did, right? And we know that there's some looming cap increases coming. I get that. Uh, and they have a lot of money tied in with, obviously, legalized, you know, gambling and a lot of these apps. I mean, there's a lot of revenue sources that are, you know, kind of coming down the pipe. So you can anticipate some some cap increases, but with just this escalation of quarterback contracts and then what the guaranteed money may turn out to be. You know, one thing I, I didn't really realize, well, I, I didn't realize how much money, like when these teams get, you know, have these contracts, how much money they have to put in escrow. I didn't realize that. So it's not, you know, when we talk about these quarterbacks getting these deals, man, this, the guaranteed money is problematic for a lot of owners. So if, you know, smaller market teams like, uh, think about what the Bengals are going to have to do with Joe Burrow. What are they going to have to pay Burrow, dude? Especially if he has a great year this year. Good God. Uh, or Justin Herbert coming up. You know, it's one thing to talk about, say, you know, Mr. Moneybags up there with the uh, with the Browns. I mean, you know, that, that dude's got a lot. Of, he's got some bank. You know what I mean? Uh, dude with the Bills. They have, even though they robbed New York State for funding for the Bills New Stadium, and they did, they they freaking robbed that state. Um, you know they're billionaires, man. You know what I'm saying? And some of the mm-hmm. some of the owners, yeah, I mean they're rich, but there's like 
rich owners and then there's like rich owners. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's different level. But what I didn't realize is how much money they have to put in escrow. And one of the things that happens with, say, Deshaun Watson's contract, right? With that, with that amount of money that's guaranteed, they have to put a lot more in the escrow to essentially fund and show that they can pay that contract. So it's not just paying them a, you know, giving them a big contract and paying them. It's all the money they have to put in escrow, you know, as part of their agreement with the NFL, with how these things are structured and done. It's it's amazing, uh, and so that's one of the reasons that's a real big issue. The way that the Browns handled Deshaun Watson and his contract, you know, it, it's more difficult for smaller market owners or family ownership. Right, which would be, you know, there are plenty of teams that are kind of in that vein. And even though they make a lot of money, right, they may not necessarily, they're not necessarily, you know, liquid billionaires multiple times over. So the next couple of years are going to be very fascinating with how the quarterback contracts are going. You can already see a big shift with how the wide receiver contracts are going. It's still weird to me to think that Tyreek Hill basically was like, thanks for the memories, Kansas City. I'm going to Miami and Tua. Woo! Yeah, good luck, bro. I mean, I, they had that video where he, he, you know, I guess he was playing flag football with some Florida middle schoolers and he torched them. So, have fun with those highlights because I don't know what your highlights are going to be like with Tua throwing a rock to you. We'll see. He might be wishing Tom Brady actually forced his way out of Tampa Bay and got traded to Miami. Maybe. But it, it, And you think about Devontae, Devontae Adams, his contract. Um, him wanting well, out of, him, him wanting out of Green Bay is weird enough by itself, but it, you know, fine reuniting with Carr and Carr got his extension done. Good for him. Uh, but you just look at some of what some of these wide receiver. It's not just the quarterbacks getting paid; it's the wide receivers getting paid. We do, you know, some offensive linemen have gotten fat contracts. There's always a random defender or DL or linebacker, but it feels like wide receivers and quarterbacks are going to be the absolute like money hoses. You know what I mean? Just sucking up like fat stacks of cap. And it feels like there's been this, the past couple of years, it's like, okay, you get the rookie quarterback. If you get it right, you spend the money around them, and then eventually you got to pay the piper, right? And now it's almost like you got to add the, the receivers to that list too. And if you're not willing to pay them, you go, all right, man, well, our quarterback's pretty good, so peace out, bro. See you later. Go get paid. Bye. Well, and it makes you think about, like, <clears throat> obviously for Debo, everything came down to when Devontae got paid. That's kind of when the light bulb for him went off, and he was like, "Oh, really? Now? Oh, okay. really?" So that's what that's stemming from. And honestly, if it was up to me, I'd just be like, "I don't care whose contract you restructure; just pay the dude." Yeah, would, but that's it, easier said than done. I mean, they got. You, you know, know what I mean, though. No, I mean I know what you mean, and I mean find a way to do it. Teams that have enough, that have deep enough pockets. You can find a way, you, you live in the cash over cap world, right? And you just convert and you structure and you do this, you kick, the, you kick the can down the road. If you have deep enough pockets, you can essentially finesse. I was going to say manipulate, but that sounds negative. So you can really finesse the cap if you've got enough money. So the 49ers should, you would think that they could, right? And there's plenty of teams that can. So yeah, it pay them. Maybe it would be easier if they had gotten Jimmy G off the books, but I'm not convinced that. I don't know. We've talked about that a couple of times. I think I, that would be hard to pull the trigger on that. Correct and, me I, if I'm wrong, Randy, but is this the final year for Jimmy G? It is. Mm -hmm. they, that's that's why I think they're going to do everything they can to 
if they're going to move him, they're going to find a way to do it. And obviously, like a team like the Panthers is still in need of a quarterback. Well, so. now we're so close to the draft, you figure te- it's going to be post-draft before anything yeah. else happens. Yeah. You know well, and they're going to want to see him throw a little bit and see, make sure yeah. that everything came out all right after the surgery. Well, but I mean, talk about these inflated contracts. Can you imagine what Jamar Chase is going to get when his rookie deals oh, up? God, oh my God, dude. a ton, a ton. Yeah, you know, I would imagine there are some teams that will try to be like the Eagles. You know what I mean, where they were aggressive with re-signing some of their players. So you'd pay them, you'd overpay them relative to certain things. But what you were hoping is that if you paid them early that you kind of built that stuff out. But one of these things that's that's just going to be a curveball is this guaranteed money. It was one thing for Cousins to do, oh, you know, he got X amount of dollars every year. People go, it's a quarterback, right? But if that's how it's going to be with these other players, man, again, that escrow thing is a real issue. But the other thing, when you have these fully guaranteed deals, is it alters the, the ability. We were Just a moment ago, we are talking about finessing the cap, Right. Well, if you're doing all these gear, like if somebody's getting a hundred million and a hundred million is guaranteed, well, what the hell are you going to do? You can't convert right. this, convert that, finesse. I mean, you know, it changes the nature of how they massage the cap, other than adding more years and having dummy years at the back end, which you can certainly do. Um, God knows the 49ers did it with yeah. the Bartolo back in the day. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. plenty of teams have done it. I mean, that's that's the nature of how you kind of massage the cap. I mean, at least they have it. I mean, for all the shenanigans that happen in the NFL, it's better than this bullshit going on in MLB. Yeah, that's... Did Did you see that stuff with um the dude from the Reds talking about, like, the, the, the Cincinnati fans? Like, like well, what else are you going to do? <laughs> wow. Dude, if you didn't, you should... It is amazing. Wow, I did not hear about. Uh huh. I'll have to see if I can dig up a soundbite from it. It is uh, it's something special. Phil Castellini, that's that dude's name. Phil Castellini, and uh, you know, if if I mean, he ended up backtracking. Let me see if I can find one of those things. Real well, quick. no shit, he backtracked, dumbass. Well, yeah. Uh, owner was probably like, "What the fuck did you just do?" Well, he's he's the son of the owner. Oh, the, what? No, no yes. wonder why he said that shit. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Maybe it'll be on. Uh, oh, for fuck's sake! Exactly. <laughs> Already, Randy. That was quick. I, I bet old Phil wishes he could turn back time. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't even. I don't even need to play sound bites. Y'all can just like you know mouth off and say the randomness. This is great. Let's see. Cincinnati oh, Reds. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. Cincinnati <laughs> oh, Reds. Oh, shit. We said the same thing, Randy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> go ahead, Justin. I think this is, I think, hopefully, here's the clip. Hold on. I don't want to put you in a tough spot here, but some comments from earlier this morning on the radio are making their rounds on social media. Oh, uh, here, we'll scroll. Maybe it's this one. Hold on. That's that's the bottom line. Sloney asked you about the quote, show little faith in this, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got raked to the cold. So you, you have people enough. who say, look, uh, faith is earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? 
you know, if, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to go? And if we're going to be profitable, we're going to leave. F y'all. <laughs> That's incredible. That dude said that. That is unbelievable, dude. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Dan Snyder sucks like big bags of ass, but Phil Castellini, not far behind, man. No. Good Lord. Terrible. How? <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati, we have a real Delta Bravo over here. <laughs> Dude, and like, I grew up, like, the nearest team was the Reds. So, yeah, like, well, you know, all those. I mean, you're- Look, man, all those people still remembering the Big Red Machine. It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Throwback, dude. Throwback, man. So, so true story, my very first Major League uh-huh. Baseball game was the Tom Browning perfect game. Wow. And I fell asleep probably like about the fourth uh, or fifth. You so slept young. through one of MLB's what is it? Twenty three. There's only like twenty three perfect games. Yeah, in MLB. only twenty three perfect games. You slept through one of them. I slept through it. I was too young. Like I was like seven, eight years old, and but you should be excited, <laughs> dude. I, I, I'm a nap. I was a napper as a kid. Like I would, uh, dude. I would... Dude, we have been doing this podcast for over a decade. You're still a napper, you fucker. <laughs> That's true story. Well, yeah, I was about to say you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's a true story Justin. I'm, su- I'm surprised you haven't carved out like a long just all the different snore sounds he makes and puts it into one gigantic loop. <laughs> you fucking said- randy can you just shut oh. up yeah because <laughs> that's what i really want to do is i want to i want to i want to do a mashup of shannon's snoring like that For fuck's sake yeah that would be great <laughs> can't wait <laughs> I don't think Justin has the patience for that. No, probably that's not. That's because there's too many of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> there, there are a lot. <clears throat> yeah. That's okay, though. It's half the fun. We've all had those moments. Yes, we have. <laughs> Trust me, we've all had those moments. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> or the time Justin rested his forehead on his mic and passed out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, we've we've all had our moments to shine. Oh. On the brew. <laughs> oh, look, here's one that says Shannon snoring. This is from 2019. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen to Shannon snoring. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's donezo for sure. <laughs> oh, my Lord. This was pretty... I wonder if I can mute him. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, Randy. There you go. He already took care of it. <laughs> yeah, look, it's already right there. What I always find funny is you somehow magically wake up at the last second and all of a sudden you're just looking around like, what the hell just happened? And then you get right back into it. I start hulking up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over. So, anyway, yeah, Phil Castellini. Good job, bro. Good job, man. Ow. Ow. You F that up. I don't know. Man, that's just terrible. That's terrible. Nah, that, that's that's such a bad take. 
Oh, oh, it's an awful take. But I mean, one of the things that that does, though, is it gives you legitimate insight into how some of ownership feels. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, some of the blowback was like, you know, if you're if you're a fan base and your owner says something like that, and you like. I mean, like that. I mean, you can't avoid that. He said it on the radio. You know what I mean? You can't pretend otherwise. You can backtrack and PR, try to gloss it up with some PR puffery or whatever. But you said it. You basically said, well, what else are you going to do? And if you, you know, yeah, we traded a bunch of players and did this. We got a, you know, low payroll, blah, blah, blah. But if we're going to make money, we're going to relocate. F y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, as somebody that grew up with the Washington Redskins and the disaster that that Dan Snyder is. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, even though I have an attachment to that franchise and that team, I feel like it's in my best interest just not to give them any money. You know what I mean? I hear you. So that's what you do. You might still care about the the team or the franchise, but you're like, you know what? Y'all suck. Y'all are assholes. I'm not giving you a damn dollar. Mm-hmm. And you vote with your pocketbook, and what you hope is that enough of your fan base, enough of the people are just like, nope, mm-mm. And, that, I mean, of course, that's how you end up with, like, for, with the commanders in context, that's how you end up with a stadium where you know it almost feels like it's the visiting team's home home field. <laughs> but that's reflective of fan bases. Like, nah, this is this is an abusive relationship, man. I'm not dealing with your punk ass anymore. Why? Oh, shit. Why? You know. So I, I'll I'll be curious to see how that plays out in in the natty. But yeah, that's junk. Oh, Those are some good fans too, man. So don't, yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've, I grew up with the Reds. You know, we had the '90 World Series. Barry Larkin and the boys, uh, Rob Dibble, the Nasty Boys. I guess, I guess you could say in the, uh, the bullpen and mm-hmm. all that. But yeah, that that that's such a bad, such a bad take. So I, did did that, I, I? I have to ask: Did Dave Roberts attend that perfect game with you? And right, follow, so, did, he, did he fall asleep with you? Because he has this thing with perfect games, like you yeah. know. <laughs> um, just say it. Just friendly question. I, I, I think I'm going to backtrack on my earlier assessment of that. <laughs> I I was offended at first of 80 pitches, but offended. it was cursed. Yeah, but I, I've listened to enough takes on it in the last day that I've kind of done a 180. Like Kershaw himself, Roberts went to him after the six and said, "Do you still want to go?" And Kershaw was like, "Yeah, but it, I don't want to do more than like eighty some odd pitches." And they got through the seventh perfect, and that was it. Kershaw was good with it, and like as a like back in the day, like you think about pitchers and. Like, dude, you got to finish this. You got it's only 80 pitches. But then you think about Johans, Johan Santana, mm-hmm. who got hit. What did he get, Randy? Just a no hitter, right? He didn't get the yeah. perfect game, but he got a no hitter. Right. After that no hitter, dude, Johan Santana was not right at all. Like, that dude never recovered from that no hit. It, it was, and I, I should have looked this up. And I apologize. Hey, look, guess what? You have the gift of a device called a computer in front of your face. That's how we are seeing you on the Zoom video. You can open up a window in a browser like Edge or Chrome and go to a thing called Google. 
G O O G L E dot com. What? And I you can it was search. Lugal. I know you're from Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're from Kentucky. I know oh, this is challenging. No. It, no. <laughs> it, it just the dude, we just got the internet last we just got the internet last week, man. Yeah. That, Captain Snarky, <laughs> when did you show up? <laughs> just I have to just figure Shannon's gonna be lost in a rabbit hole of band camp. That's all. <laughs> well, this one time at band camp. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> Shannon's like, I'm not uh, no, uh, uh, taking a drink. All right, so no, I mean, look, it, it's defensible. It, it is just, it's funny. In its own weird way, that Dave Roberts twice had pitchers going into the seventh inning that had thrown perfect games. I mean, again, you got twenty-three perfect games in MLB history, right. and it's like what is it like two hundred forty or two hundred thirty? I don't know. It's, it's over two hundred thousand baseball games that have been played since the inception of MLB, and there's twenty-three, so it's obviously incredibly rare. So right. eighty pitches, you're down to the last six outs. You know, I mean, I don't think Kershaw would throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, you know, he obviously had the elbow injury, didn't miss the playoffs last year. I get it. I mean, it's all defensible, right? You go, well, I mean, he usually averages 83, 84, 85, or whatever it is. It was about time for him to come out. You know, obviously, I, I think there was some comment he made that he wasn't fully stretched out yet and ready for that kind of load. I mean, I don't think he's going to throw Roberts under the bus. I think from a fandom standpoint, that's one of those moments that's so rare. And the game the game flow seems to set up for an opportunity. And I think that's where people get got bent. Is Even though it's defensible, and should you be mad about it? And A lot of people were. A lot of people were pissed. Right, Twitter of course was pissed, but nothing right. new about that. When aren't and they pissed? Twitter's always pissed, but you know a lot of people just like, well, you know, it's the metrics, it's all this money ball, it's all it, it. Where's the soul of the game? So you know, I think you're torn because logically you talk yourself into saying, well, it's defensible, it's reasonable, he did it, okay. But I think there's a part that goes, oh my god, that's, that that you're on the cusp of history. Why not just go until you, you know, give up a hit or something happens where it's no longer a complete game. You go, all right, yeah, time, time's done. Go ahead and pull him out. Of that, that moment's lost. So it's just it, it's people feeling like they're being cheated out of a moment. And again, it's weird to me that not only did, did Roberts pull Kershaw this year, but <laughs> he pulled a pitcher – Look, Kershaw's the second pitcher in MLB history Hill, to right? be removed with an intact perfect game after seven innings. The other was Rich Hill in 2016, and Dave Roberts removed him. Mm-hmm. That was versus the Marlins. He was 89 pitches. And by the way, <clears throat> let me tell you what I had forgotten, which is an absolute serious fun factoid. Do you guys know or remember Rich Hill's nickname? No. Dick Mountain. <laughs> Oh, righty then. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Bro. <laughs> Is that in relation to Ric Flair's Space Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, who was it? Who was it that had that quote about? Was it? Uh, um, it was Slump Boston Whale. What was that whale? Oh, was that? Uh, Mark Grace. Uh-huh. Good old Mark Grace Slump Buster. The, the oh Slump my Buster. God, dude. But it, somewhere that line involved a whale, didn't it? So the Mark Grace Slump Buster, um, <laughs> for those that are not familiar, is basically if you're a hitter that's in a slump and you're basically at last call. You find the fattest woman you can, take her back to your room, and bang her brains out. And then hopefully that's the old slump buster. <laughs> unlike unlike Gus Farrat banging his head into the wall, you want to bang your head a different way is what you're saying. That's part of the that's part of the slump buster. So that's essentially what the slump buster is. Uh-huh. He quit literally does it better says it better than I did but that that's essentially what the old slump buster is yeah thanks for clarifying that for us MacGuffin you're I, welcome that. <laughs> I, I, I will say as best up as it was to pull Kershaw and you know you look at it and you're right it's it's potential history considering how rare it is but I also understand like from a baseball standpoint it, it's, it's all really, defensible because it's early in the season. Yes. You don't want to run the risk of what if he tears something or pulls something or ends up missing starts or just these little things. Because we know these guys aren't at full power yet. We know they're still working back to that to baseball shape to where they can go eight, nine innings you know, easily. Come on. They're not going eight, nine innings. How often does that happen these days? Stop. <laughs> I mean, we can look up to see how many complete games guys have. That's not a big not, deal. But, not many. <laughs> but Come on. when you but when with a team like the Dodgers, they're always they're always in the thick of it now. They're they're they're, they're so good that you just want to make sure your top players are healthy for when your eventual playoff run comes. Playoffs. So, <laughs> I know it's I know it's so early to talk about it, but let's yeah. be honest. They're just they're they're a favorite. Sure, of course they, they are. They have bigger um, of course they are. aspirations, yeah. shall we say. That, that's what they have with those slump busters, is bigger aspirations. <laughs> that's exactly. Shannon, the way. Shannon. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> you, uh, this guy... This guy, this is this is why I wanted to hang out on a thirsty Thursday, right? So Johan oh Santana threw 134 pitch that's, uh, pitches that's too much after coming off the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that that's what you know that that's the outlier. That's the hey, you you want to go for it, but you know that dude. I mean, he was such a beast. And I know. Well, again. It, it's it's the moment. I think so many people are, are obviously super excited that they were able to get through, you know, get stuff done and actually get the games going. I mean, I know how happy the players were to get those headphones from Rob Manfred. That was super thoughtful. Um, so it's like, great, we got baseball, yay. But it, it's just, a lot of excitement, and that's just one of those moments. It's such a rare treat. You're just hoping to see him go for it. Right. Again, it's, it's defensible. 
I, I don't think people need to be totally bent mad about it, but I think in the moment they were just like, come on, man, seriously, it's 80 pitches, come on. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Baseball has shifted in certain capacities. When people say that, you know, they're struggling with, or baseball is struggling with the soul of the sport, it's this kind of stuff, right? right. It's that it's that real human want component, the wish component, that I want to, you know what I mean? It's the moment component, if you will. Uh, instead of feeling like, well, you know what, metrics say this, or average this, or exit velocity that, and all this so, other crap, it, it's 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 about the moment. And I think people were upset because they feel like they got cheated out of the possibility of the moment. Now, Kershaw, by all appearances, seems like he was okay with it, because uh, I think he said he was losing a little something off, was it his changeup or his breaking ball? Anyway, he was losing a little something off of some of the pitches, and he's certainly not going to throw Robertson to the bus. They all seem at peace with it, unless unless that's this. just a snow job through the media. I don't know. I, I I'll say this: like Kershaw's an old school dude. I mean, for for the players today, uh, Kershaw's an old school guy. Um, you know, he's in his mid thirties. He's he's been there, done that one. Cy Young's won a World Series. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I think he would have wanted to go for it. But there, we're at an age where we have to listen to our bodies, and we have to kind of say, "Okay, I, I, I've done all I can. As much as I would like to go for this, you know, it's April. I got to make it through October. I mean, we're a week into the season only, so it's he's he needs you know the body, especially with any sport, you need to get to that point where your body's like, all right." We're at the peak. We're let, let's go. Yeah. And these guys aren't there. And, he, no. and he's coming off, you know, like right. like we said, he's he's coming back. So right again, all defensible. It's all defensible. So as as much as I was initially like the the trigger is like eighty pitches. That's it. Like you were salty that day. I, I was salty, but then I, I started. I, I took a step back. I listened to a lot of things, and I was like, okay, I was wrong. Look, I overreacted, but it, but that's what Twitter is. It's like an instant reaction. It's like, of course, it's the moment. It, it's the moment, and you instant react to it. But then you take a step back and you think about it, and you're like, oh shit, no. No, he's right. He he needed to as much as we all were fans, right? We're fans. We love to see history made. But in the same respect, it's a thirty-six degree day in Minnesota. Brisk. Very brisk. <laughs> You're whooping their ass. I mean, it's it's game what seven of 162 yeah long way to go bro dude like yeah long way to go like if it's 162 of 162 and you got to win that game (coughs) your fucking ass is going out there and pitching (laughs) like and i'm sure he'd have been like nah you ain't pulling me out i'm finishing this yeah like maybe we get to august and he's like no 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 like skip me in the next I'm going to go out and finish this game, but you're going to skip me my next rotation spot, bring somebody up from AAA. Like, that's how you do it. Yeah. Well, much like a prom night gone wrong, sometimes you just got to pull out early. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and as she would say, too soon, because it already happened. <laughs> oh, Lord. Just drink your beer, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> he, he has. He's on the mixed drink. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had the beer and the. And the mix drink is trouble. (laughs) 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 Holy fuck. (laughs) I mean, God, man. Look, if only he was here tonight, we could ask Whitfield what that experience is like. Oh, no. Unfortunately. Oh, someone cue up Dennis Leary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the second inning stretch. What do you want? Fuck oh, off. <laughs> 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 I can't believe you said the second inning stretch. That's <laughs> <It's> so wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know you you're done, bro. <laughs> God, all right, that was good. This is the danger if I have too many beverages too early in the evening, right? What? This is this is what happens. Whose fault is that? It's it's my own. <laughs> it's, 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 it's my own, but I mean, you know what? You may be an asshole, but you're our asshole. <laughs> <sighs> Thankfully, there's no Mexican involved tonight, so that's good. Very true. <laughs> too much. <laughs> I know what I know what too much too much hot sauce does to that. So, because we uh. don't, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I didn't know we were going to spend that much time talking about uh, uh, Clayton Kershaw, but uh, and being cheated out of the moment again. Let's I, I, be honest. Exactly how many minutes were really spent on that versus us <laughs> just fucking about? <laughs> um, <laughs> enough. Uh, side note, Very side, true. side note, I'll raise a glass real quick to uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. I like how the Toronto Blue Jays have all these, like, it, there's so many kids, number one, just in MLB in general, but, you know, it, it's so weird to think about all these young guys, you know what I'm saying, like, we grew up with some of their, their dads playing, and other, like, it's just weird to me, man, but uh, yeah. Vlad Guerrero, Guerrero Jr., let me, let me have another drink, that name's gonna be really hard to say, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., you know, what was it you were trying to say pre-podcast? Somebody garage draw Gerald. What was it? I can't even remember. <laughs> of course you can't. Vlad Guerrero Jr. cranking out three home runs versus the Yankees at 23. He's the youngest player with a three home run game at Yankee Stadium since 1945. My man, damn my, impressive. My man. <clears throat> uh, side note. Side note. I want y'all to know two things. Number one. We can all rest easy now that James Harden said he doesn't feel any pressure about the playoffs. Playoffs? Mm. Okay, dude. 
I, I guess he he's got his cash wads ready for the club if they get bounced. I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. God. You essentially showed up fat. <laughs> you know, to begin, I can show up fat for the podcast, right? That's fine. I can rock the fatness. We're just recording audio. But <laughs> you're an NBA player. You have to be geared up for the season, man. Right? So there were some issues with, with Brooklyn. But he essentially forced, and I like James Harden. Don't get me wrong. But he essentially forces his way out of there. He gets to Philadelphia. It's Philly, dude. It's Philly. You may not feel any pressure, but let those fans get riled up. If you suck fat bags of ass, you won't feel some pressure from, from Philly fans, man. I'm just saying. That is the wrong fan base to be uh, fucking about. Yeah. So, because uh, I, I think there's some high hopes for what that team can deliver and achieve in the playoff. We'll see if they do it. Who knows? But the other thing, again, rest easy. James Harden says he doesn't have any pressure, not feeling pressure. Uh, and and gentlemen, let me tell you what, the NFL has been put on notice, okay? The Green Bay Packers have signed Sammy Watkins. Wide receiver problems have been solved. <laughs> not going to lie, I, I kind of uh, la- I, I laughed at Matt's response in the oh my chat God. when he saw that. Of course you did. <laughs> I, I, no offense to you, okay? I'm waiting for him to finally have to feel the pain the three of us have gone, the Mark's going through, like all the st- shit we've all gone through. He hasn't had to worry about that in, what, 20-plus years? Uh, Well, 30. The, yeah, at the, the as far as I'm concerned, the Giants are getting their comeuppance for the crap they did. Well, right. I, you know, I get that part. When, when they stuck it to the Redskins back in the day. Now, the Redskins probably d- deserved it because they're ass bags. But that's not the point. Um, True story. Yeah, so yeah, I mean the Giants won the struggle, boss. Randy, you had you had a a tough period in Forty Niners land, man. They, they had some lean years for sure, and the and the Colts uh, two and fourteen with Dennis Erickson as head yeah. coach. Oh Ouch. God! Um, and you know, and the, the Colts ruined Carson Wentz. I mean, they just dragged him down into the <laughs> fail <laughs> into the pits of fail. Thanks a lot, Indianapolis. I can't wait to see how they ruined the end of Matt Ryan's career. Good luck, McGovern. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe they can find some brown baggies with some extra, you know, blow or whatever in it. Uh, I'm sure Matt Ryan can hitch a ride with some of uh, the owner's friends. I'm just kidding. Wentz was on the BSC before he even got yeah. traded. So uh, <laughs> It's no wonder they're so good at blowing leads. Hey, all right. Uh, I'm I'm waiting for Lindy to find a gif of another banner they can hang randomly at the. Uh, I was getting ready to call it the RCA dome. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, that wow. thing's been imploded for a while, bro. Well, that's some old school shit, right there. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. That, I was gonna say I saw a couple of games in the RCA but, dome. It was because it, it, it's Lucas. It's Lucas Oil Lucas Stadium. Lucas Oil right? Stadium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The RCA dome. Wow, that's going back. That's funny. Mm-hmm. But anywho. I, I like the Matt Ryan signing. I think it's decent. I don't know if that's going to pan out, but I, I think for me, if I'm Matt Ryan, I'm happy with that. If I'm, I'm okay Matt, with, yeah. If I'm Matt Ryan, I'm happy I, with that. I'm okay with it because we we got some pieces in place. I we won't make a Super Bowl, but they can make a playoff run. Well, you don't know what they're capable of. They, they just got to play. I mean, if if Matt Ryan is rejuvenated and the defense is solid, you know, you got a good running back. Um, Lon is solid. You know, the, the line was probably got got a little bit more gloss than maybe it should have, but 
you know, Matt Ryan, I think, is more comfortable playing within the confines of a system. than right. Like, I don't think Matt Ryan needs to go hero ball like Carson Wentz does. Nope. <clears throat> and they might be better suited for that with that with that roster construct. I mean, we'll see what the draft brings and some other things, but I think that's a decent move uh, for the Colts. I don't know what Ryan's ceiling is at this point, but I don't know. Ho- hopefully he's a better fit there than Wentz was, and I hope that Wentz is humbled by that experience, his exit from Philly, his that year in Indianapolis. Um, and then it, it we'll, wasn't we'll see what, a terrible season. No, like, it wasn't. They just didn't win the games that mattered the most. I, and I don't know what I don't know what kind of weird jinx or curse or <clears throat> voodoo doll. I don't know how the hell the Jaguars have the Colts. It just makes no sense to me. Like none rivals, dude. I I understand that, but it's just like, I mean, Urban Meyer was coaching those fuckers. How do you win anything? He doesn't even. I like that there was some article where it was like, "Of course I know who Aaron Donald is." Do you think I'm stupid or whatever? And my friend was like, "Yes, like yeah, we do." (laughs) Matter of fact, a little bit. Mm Hmm. So, yeah. By the Uh, way, I I also really enjoyed uh, Pat Beverly. Shannon, correct me if I'm wrong. Was was Pat Beverly the one that blew into LeBron's ear or whatever that one time? Nah, that was. um, Shoot, what's his Who name? was that? That was the big dude. Um... <laughs> wow, man, that's 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 a good job. No, no, no. This dude like wasn't like like an NBA player. He was like thick as hell. I'd... Hold on, hold on. Here we'll go to what did you call Google earlier? Bluegle, Bluegle, Bluegle from the movie oh, Lance Stevenson. Yes, Lance Stevenson. <laughs> That's the guy that blew into the ear of... I don't know why I was thinking maybe Pat Bev did that. Um, Lance Stevenson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that old, was, old, old Pat Beverly likes to talk some shit, man. Yeah, that was... How was that 2014? Really? That was, oh, yes! Seriously? Don't Holy the fuck, shit. Dude. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time ago. But uh, I, I love. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I would take the blow in the ear that what Draymond Green does to people. So you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how are the family jewels today? Whack. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, one of my favorite moments of the NBA play. I know we're jumping all around. That's okay. One of my favorite moments of the NBA play in play. They're so weird. They're not. I mean, they're they're not really it's, playoff games, but they are. But they're not because the stats don't count for the playoff. Play in, yeah. It's so weird. Uh, but one of my favorite moments from the playing games was absolutely, you know, when the Timberwolves beat the Clippers, and then Patrick Beverly's like just jumping up on the table, ripping his jersey off, throwing in the. St- I mean, that was great. Uh, his post game presser was rather lively. I think he got fined a significant amount. Yeah, thirty grand. Yeah, yeah. He had some rather colorful language, so he he what? earned he earned that fine. But you know what? That's okay. That's fine. That fine was I don't actually, think he cares. Yeah. I no, he was just there so he could get fined. That was the <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know where his playoff bonus is going. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where that's where that went. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh where are we where are we at? <laughs> oh my lord. All right, I tell you what, uh I'm I'm gonna we're gonna take a quick pause only because I gotta stretch my legs. 
and drain my bladder. And somehow we all of a sudden have done 48 minutes of audio, and I don't know that we've covered much of anything we intended to cover, which is absolutely 100% true to form with how this podcast goes. Hey, we've got, this is what we're going to talk about, and then this is what actually happens. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here's my shocked face. <clears throat> yeah. And this, I mean, we we do end up end up covering a lot of ground, but and we have fun, but uh, yeah, it's just random, and that's okay. You know what? That that's part of what make that's part of why I enjoy shooting the breeze with y'all is the amount of randomness that happens during this <laughs> podcast. So it's good. Anyway, all right, we'll take a quick pause. We'll be right back. As always, keywords are sports and brew, and you can find us on all kinds of stuff, man. Just look up the sports brew. And not, not that weird sports brewery podcast. I don't know who those twats are. We are the sports <laughs> brew, right? You know, like when I registered that, like back in the day, I was like, that's a great podcast name. And all, and now there's like all kinds of like random podcasts that have similar names to ours. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Bastards. Hold on. <coughs> we, we have a caller. Uh, he says his name is The Hound. Oh. <laughs> Fuck the city. Lots of cunts. There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't think the Sports Cunts podcast would have gone over as well. <laughs> right? I just I don't I don't know how well. <laughs> now <laughs> maybe maybe in an episode of uh oh my god, the boys, you could have the sports cunts. There you go. Right? Lots of cunts. Shut up oh. about it. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a quick pause and we'll we'll be right back. <laughs> All right, yes, sir. We had to stretch our legs for a moment, and uh, anyway, I figured we're gonna roll back, man. Uh, after dropping blast about the sports cunts, my God, where's fast ending Ada when you need him? Um, <laughs> or, or one of our favorite sports cunts. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Believe me, Todd, it's a term of endearment. We love you. <laughs> you may not see it that way, bro. <laughs> he probably does. Uh, <laughs> hope. Yeah, if not, he'll just he'll just fuss at us in our group text chat. It's fine. But uh, anywho, uh, let's fire off, uh, you know, segment two uh, with a uh, segment two with a little, uh, you know, salute o'clock. We might as well. First and foremost, I am enjoying a Sierra Nevada Dankful IPA. I found this nice. I was looking for Broken Skull because I drank all mine at Total Wine. They didn't have any. I was like, mm, what am I going to get? And I almost bought the Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA, which is okay. Um, but I saw this mixed IPA pack from Sierra Nevada. I'm like, not nah, I'm on that, man. Uh, and the Dankful IPA is is very tasty. So I've got that as well, of course. <laughs> shocker here uh, on a recording session. I've got my Jack, my Jack Daniels, and my Mexico treating me right which is why i treat whitfield so wrong <laughs> in segment one sorry matt <laughs> no you're not <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It, that that's an accurate statement i am absolutely not but so that's what i'm enjoying tonight uh shannon what you got bro so i am enjoying a dancing kill perch to hefeweizen oh uh which is right up my alley and um 
Unfortunately, I threw the can away, but I also enjoyed our Vienna lager that we made. Hey, nice. Um, unfortunately, I, I couldn't give you the name right now because it's ridiculous. <laughs> There's also a website you could look up your own brewery that you work at. Look, dude. <laughs> Search on, um, search on search on <laughs> Bluegle. Come on, MacGuffin. You got an ale. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things what wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, you're friends with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, that's better. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I gotta enter my date of birth. Be ready to scroll that wheel, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> the will of death, right? <laughs> the older we get, the more we gotta scroll. Uh, yeah. Can, can't we just put in ancient and just be done with it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite. I know, but. It, it it is a little bit annoying though with the age verification. Can, it's like, can I just type it? Why do I have to have the scroll thing, man? Then mercifully, w- mercifully on the mouse I have, I've got like a fast scroll feature, so I can just like uh, I can toggle a switch and just spin the button. Which we're old enough now that you kind of have to spin it so it flies down to uh, you know my <laughs> birth year. But it is, it, you know, it, just let me type it, man. I don't I don't need a I don't need like a, what is that <clears throat> stupid thing on the Price is Right? I don't need like I don't need the big spinning wheel at the end of oh years. yeah you know what like i mean bonus but, round yeah i don't need that man just, um justin it's the erdhen vienna lager e-r-d-h-e-n-n-e vienna lager i i like how you spelled that out interesting I, name i appreciate that yeah i did not come up with that yeah when's quadzilla gonna be ready oh quadzilla <laughs> spoiler damn <laughs> Damn, bro. We we uh we made a Belgian quad and I would I looked at the the brewmaster and I was like Quadzilla and he goes, "Ooh, I like that." So, mm. it, we're going to have Dancing Kilts Quadzilla. Dance how you killed this. I understood the assignment. Yes, you did. Yes, oh, yeah, you did. I'm excited for it, man. <laughs> mhm. I figured, you know, the other quads a little bit would be Randy talking about his gym workouts these days. Right? <laughs> Randy is a beast. <laughs> didn't yeah, you saw didn't we have days. a segment on a cyclist that was actually named Quadzilla like a while back? Well, wasn't like, Saquon called Quadzilla? Yeah, he may have been. There's a cyclist somewhere that I think had, had just giantmongously grotesque legs. Mm. Bigger than mine. That's just, that's pretty impressive to say the least. You know what? I I'm gonna snip that soundbite, and you are. <laughs> that, that, that. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Son of a bitch! <laughs> well, that's a song we haven't broken out in a while. Uh, no, we. we... Uh, I walked right into that one. <laughs> you? Yes. I pull. I pulled pull a Whitfield. Yes, you did. Oh. Fucking alcohol. I'm blaming the alcohol. Randy, way to, <laughs> way, true to Whitfield's form, way to come up short. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
That's so bad. That's terrible. <laughs> God, you guys are such dickheads. <laughs> well, you know, I just work with what you give me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I figured, fuck it, I'll do it live. <laughs> Where's Bale O'Reilly when you need him? Do we really need him, though? Do we? <laughs> no. That's the sound bite, not the actual person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. Do you, do you really want Bill O'Reilly? I can give you Bill O'Reilly. Us today, and we will leave you with a. <laughs> I can't do it. Okay. Can't we'll do, do it, it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes, he does. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> mm. Anyway, all right, so Quadzilla is coming. Quadzilla is coming. What? Yes, Quadzilla is. Quadzilla. All right, Randy, what are you drinking, bro? So I am also <laughs> drinking some dancing kilt brews, thanks hey. to Shannon as a birthday gift to me. Nice, which I do appreciate. So I started with the Clued, which is a double, which is very tasty. Mm. I made the mistake of getting a new beer, and I'm like, "Well, damn, I have half this one left. I need to chug this bitch down." No. Oh. And after I chugged it down, I looked eight point seven percent. Well, I guess I'm gonna be feeling pretty good here soon. Yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but now I am enjoying the Fallon, which is very good. Huh. All right. Another eight percenter. So that's the back. Yeah. There you go. Shannon, Shannon hooks me up with the, the hefty boys. I like it. That's, it's your birthday, man. So, you know, and it, Justin, you know, September, come September, man. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to hook your ass up, too. I don't know. Four, I can't believe I'm going to be 45 this year. That's so weird. Holy shit. I know. I, I think you're lying. Yeah, I also believe that I'm lying. I agree with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Side note, salute. Uh, uh, you know, I'll raise a glass to uh, Tiger Woods making a cut. And I know it did, you know, his master's performance didn't finish as strong as I'm sure he would have liked, but that was captivating. And as somebody said, Tiger Woods doesn't just move the needle, he is the needle. Mm-hmm. And that's still very true. In the world of golf, uh, I mean, certainly kudos to Scheffler bagging uh, the Masters. I believe that was his fourth win in the last six tournaments, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he can sustain that. That's obviously going to be very challenging. But uh, Tiger Woods playing was was just a phenomenal story, making the cut. And um, you know, it's probably not. I mean, to be fair, but obviously it's a tough course. But uh, maybe it's not a surprise given his, you know, just recovery from the car accident and. Uh, issues with his legs that he he kind of you know his performance dropped off a little bit uh, over the course of the Masters, but still that you know an incredible deal. The, and, the fact that man is walking yeah. and being able to play at the highest level yeah. professional golf after that accident, I know it's incredible. It, it's incredible. I mean, so it, I mean, he said that tournament was one of the great achievements of his career. Yeah. Absolutely, I hundred percent. I think be. it's the greatest achievement of his career to come back from that to rehab. Um, if you've if you've heard people talking about his rehab, like they they 
did not think he would be the same again. And for him just to be able to compete and mm-hmm. make the cut in that tournament, to me, oh, I think I think it's his greatest achievement. It's a hell of an accomplishment. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but it, it really, as at his age, coming back from that injury, it's quite the achievement. So maybe not the finish he wanted, but I think getting through that and, and, and doing <clears throat> what he did – However you might feel about him for his personal life or his personal choices from a sports standpoint, that is a pretty incredible story. So uh, good on him for getting that done. I don't want to spend too much time on this, uh, Shannon, but I I just had a curiosity um, as we watched the Lakers flame out and go in full BSD mode um, and just that weird way they fired Frank Vogel. uh, Just the mess that that organization has has become. It's just weird because usually you feel like that's – a well-run and a very competent organization, and they just feel like a bit of a clusterfuck at the moment. Yeah, so. that 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 feels, um, and and I hate to use this term, but the inmates running the asylum. Well, it didn't work out so well for the Texans, so you might want to be careful with that uh, that phrasing. <laughs> oh God! But uh, you're not wrong. No. Uh, so but, I, I feel like that was um, a lot of the players uh, probably mainly LeBron making those decisions of who came to that team and like you know 15 years ago that's a dream team oh well sure but it's not but, five, but, t- five or ten years ago but but in 2022 man like you, you gotta you gotta have some young fresh legs and uh players that are healthy and mm-hmm. look as much as I love Anthony Davis for bringing the title to Kentucky he he needs to get healthy and stay healthy. I don't, um, you know, it, you, you just think that the the farther along he gets in his career, the more unlikely it's going to be that he can make it through a season unscathed. Uh, there's been no shortage of opinions about the Lakers. I mean, look, there's a couple of teams that no matter what's going on with them, you talk about them, you're going to get national like level gloss, right? Right. And, and the Lakers are one of those teams. Period. But I, you know, I thought Magic Johnson kind of kicked off a lot of debate talking about LeBron needing to bear some of the responsibility for the season, particularly Mm -hmm. given the context of DeMar DeRozan wanting to go to the Lakers and them not doing it and ultimately going with Westbrook. Now, I don't, you know, it feels, and maybe this is like the the sports fandom react, you know, the the Twitter style react is holding LeBron's feet to the fire. But the thing is, there's a pattern with LeBron and the organizations about how the roster kind of gets reshaped how coaches kind of get you know moved out <laughs> you know at times yeah. uh, and, so, you know, uh here hold on let me just set a couple things up for you sure so you know palinka to me yeah lebron has to bear some of the responsibility as does the rest <laughs> of the team as does westbrook as does you know vogel uh but certainly you know palinka's in, in the front office they have to as well i mean it just it wasn't a yeah injuries are an issue understood but, you know, for what, for how they built that team, I, I don't know that DeMar DeRozan would have been the answer per se, but had they gone that direction, it certainly changes some of how they would have constructed the roster and what they had to have given, what they end up giving up. You know, you, you figure you lose Caruso in Chicago, maybe they get Buddy Heald, you know, maybe they still have Kuzma, you have KCP, I mean... However else you do it, if you don't factor in Westbrook and you go with DeRozan and what the roster could be, it feels like it's a much better roster on paper. Now, we're looking at it. It's a little revisionist, a little, you know, rear view mirror. I get that. 
and maybe the injuries are still there, but you know they. It was a bad fit. Westbrook. It was just it. It didn't work. And you watch highlights, highlight packages, man. Like somebody spoofed one shining moment, and it's just all kinds of bad, bad highlights from the Lakers, man. And it is amazing how awful some of that looks. They had terrible defense, awful shots, bad passes, turnovers, and. You know, it's like one sharding moment. Somebody was like, this is what we're going to do. One sharding moment, Lakers edition this year. And it's just a big, fat bag of suck. But you see the end results. So, and other teams struggle with injuries. Golden State had injuries. There's an easy example for you. So, it's it's just, I, I don't know where they go forward. How the, you know, what they're going to do to move forward. What coach is going to want to come in there given their lack of draft picks. And the LeBron factor, um, uh, T. Lou passed up this job, I and mean, other people have basically not taken it. So it just feels like they're at the point they got to blow it up. You know what I mean? It's just I, I don't know what else you do other than move an AD, which I don't know if they're willing to do that. But I, I just I don't know how you dig. I don't know how they dig themselves out of this hole, Shannon. I just I don't see it. I don't see it. So you got a lot. You got the DeRozan stuff. You got the GM. You got LeBron. You got what the roster is, what it could be. No first round. I mean, I don't. What do they have a first round pick again? 2027? I mean, some kind of crazy. I mean, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, awful. The the magic mm-hmm. interview, and I heard that on the way to work this week, mm-hmm. and that was eye opening. Mm-hmm. The fact that DeMar DeRozan wanted to come and essentially it got shut down. By LeBron, because he went to Westbrook in there. And look, I I don't dislike Westbrook. I like him fine. Bad fit there, though. It's such a bad fit. Bad fit. Such a bad fit. And how, I, I don't know, man. How LeBron did not see that, I don't know. I don't think he really did it in terms of forfeit. I think he knows, you know, he saw what Westbrook brings as a player. Now, granted, I'm not huge on basketball, but I followed OKC for a little bit when he when Westbrook was there, and that dude was a monster. But the thing is, is when you look at team dynamics, even when I saw that, I was like, there's no way this is going to work. <laughs> Because just just because of the type of player Westbrook is, and I'm not saying he's a bad player or a bad no, teammate, but, but he it, just—it's a bad fit. It, he just, yeah, the, yeah. the chemistry just—I knew the chemistry wasn't going to be there, and I was like, "Good luck." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bad fit, and he's getting up there in age, so he's got to change his game up. Yeah, he ain't gonna be doing triple doubles like every other <laughs> night, like he used to practically. No. And. Not, but. If he's not changing his game up, then that's on him. Yeah, I, I, I just I, again, I don't know how they <clears> dig <throat> out of this mess. It's just, you know, you thin the roster. You got injury prone guys. You got older guys. I mean, well, I mean, and, and look, if everybody, yeah, I mean, if everybody's healthy, maybe it works. Maybe it works, but they're not. You can't count on that, and. They play shit defense. So, I mean, it's just, that's that's a lot of strikes against you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the lot. problem is, is Frank Bogle was the scapegoat. Of course he was. He was the fall guy. So Ask Chris Carter. Fall, yeah, he was the Chris Carter fall guy. He was. 
So he got fired. Now you tell me what self-respecting coach. Now there's a coach that will go there just because of the star power and the money. Sure. Maybe you get paid for two years and you get fired. Whatever. You got paid for two years. But what self-respecting coach who actually gives a shit Mm -hmm. and sees that situation truly Truly you, you would need a you would need a hard ass. You'd need someone who's not gonna take any bullshit regardless of the star power on that team and is willing to bust some balls to get yeah, the, the job done. The stars but, on that team aren't gonna go for that. Yeah, I was gonna say you they're not I mean? gonna go for they're that. They're not gonna go for that. You know, uh-uh. and then it will then enjoy losing, you know. It's that's just that's just the way of it. I don't know. It, it, ownership needs to take control of that team and find some uh, fire Polinka. And go in a direction. I mean, right? Blow it up, I, right? I mean, blow it up. Don't you have it, to? Yeah, you, you kind of have, have to. to. You, you kind of have to blow the whole thing up and start back from scratch. Stop yeah. blowing draft picks on aging players who clearly aren't a, a fit. You know, yeah, well, that, you know, that, it, that's just. I, I'm gonna go ahead and let, I'm gonna say that. Excuse me. <laughs> Number one, that was a, a really tasty burp. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, some of their actions are probably shaded by, you know, the COVID bubble championship, right? And perhaps they over overestimated a couple of, th- you know what I'm saying? Like you have this, you have the, this confirmation bias, right? You're like, ah, now nah, we're good, man. Uh, and it's a roster building thing. And look, I like LeBron. You know, I'm not an anti-LeBron guy. It's not a matter of that. But there is a pattern with you know what I'm saying with his influence on teams front offices roster building coaches that there's a window you know what I'm saying and it feels like yep. their their window is gone you know if if you move out the youth and you like the older players that's fine but you know the, when you're dancing that dance with older players that's a that's a tight window and if 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 you end up constructing a roster that's a poor fit, poor chemistry, injuries, whatever. Throw out all your stuff. You don't get it done, and I don't see how they get out of this. I, I mean, just, when they traded uh, Ingram to New Orleans, I was like, what are you doing? The thin man. This isn't the NFL. This isn't MLB where you have deep rosters and players can come in and fill in. And you know, you can bring in these wily veterans who actually wily add their experience veterans. and leadership to everything. Like basketball is so more, I guess the best way I can describe it is they're so compact in terms of the roster. You only get what? 12 guys essentially. They all have to gel. And so you need strong leadership. And when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, this is what you get. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, you have fewer players on the court. I mean, you know, like football is, is wild because of how gigantic the team is. Right. Right. So you can have a couple of the best players in the league, but still be an abjectly terrible team, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, in basketball, if you have two of the best players in the league, even if the rest of your roster is a bunch of scrubs, you can win a lot of games. You know what I mean? I mean, you just can. So it, it it's a different deal if it works. They just miscalculated, and it doesn't work. You know, if LeBron and AD were healthy and on court the whole season, they're a much better team. But they gave away some of their depth. 
They moved some of their defense, the, the players that would be playing defense, some of their youth. They they gave that up, and Westbrook was a bad. I like Westbrook. I don't I don't love him as a player, but I like him. Uh, but just it's it's not it's not a good fit, and I don't know, man. Like I it it just didn't feel like anybody was really willing to take ownership of the disaster that this season was. So if Vogel's the fall guy, man, the only way they're digging out of this is if they got they got to own their share of it too. You know, yeah. Yep, y'all sucked. Y'all were full BSE together, man. You know what I mean? Frank Vogel's not the reason y'all sucked. <laughs> he might have been part of the reason, but he wasn't the reason. I don't know, man. It's just crazy to me. Uh, anyway, we do need one of the things we said we we're going to talk about was the NCAA tournament. We got to do that <laughs> before we, because you know, you know, at some point it's just so far, you know, it'll be too far in the rearview mirror to be like, hey, let's talk about this. Uh, so we need to knock a little bit of that out. Uh, Randy, just out of curiosity, before we jump to that, I would ask you this. Uh, and Shannon, if you have a, a, a react on this, feel free to, to, to throw that down. Given the you know moves in the NFL so far, uh, obviously, yeah, I, I know we're, get, we're coming up on the draft it's a couple weeks away, but if there's one move you love and one move you hate so far in the NFL, like what is that? Well, if I'm going to go with a move I loved is, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not going to lie here, let's be honest, my fandom coming to coming to fruition what? here. Fandom. It's uh, Russell Wilson getting traded out of the fucking NFC West. Let's be honest. I'm happy. I'm ecstatic as hell that happened. <laughs> of Get course in. you are. That's like, okay, my favorite move right there. Good. Seattle's going to be uh, whatever Seattle's going to be at this point, and then I'm okay with that. Oh, just wait till they get Baker Mayfield in Seattle. <laughs> oh God! Um, as far as uh, least favorite move, I mean, it's like I could sit there and pick on 49ers signing, not signing, or re-signing certain guys all I want because that's fine. The the move that wasn't made, right? It's, it's, is... There's just there's these guys that I just felt like we should have kept mm-hmm. and we just didn't. And there's and there's quite a few. It's not just one or two, but it's just the depth we had. Mm-hmm. I felt and I felt like it worked because, I mean, looking at the playoff run, that depth on the defensive line was mm-hmm. huge. And like losing losing DJ Jones to, to Denver, that hurt because that dude was even though he wasn't an every down player, he really was becoming a solid you know interior defensive lineman that created created the types of openings that Bosa and Armstead needed and he was a great run stopper too so just losing that piece was I that that, that would say it's the one I disliked the most all right fair enough uh Shannon what you got man so, I, mean, I, I know you love the Matt Ryan move but come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean yeah for quarterback purposes of course I love that move um my WTF move is Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City for Miami? Like, bro, I, I get you talented, but I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes throwing to me. Seriously, I mean, at least, I just would, you know. I like, mean, yeah, I mean, at least with uh, Devontae Adams, he's <laughs> going to his buddy, you know, his college quarterback. You know, what I mean, and and Carr is good. Like I don't think Carr is as good as Rodgers, but Carr is good, you know. And they have a they have a nice 
they have a nice skill position, you know, player group over there. They really yeah, do. And, I mean, and that's, I was going to say, that's uh, fandom aside. Mm-hmm. For the team, that's my favorite move because Oakland made a good move there. Yeah. Um, Green Bay, I don't know what you're doing. Dude, I don't um, know what the uh, – I'm, I'm flabbergasted that – I don't think they know what they're doing either at this point. I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that you gave Rodgers all that money and did not give him Devontae. Well, that 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 yeah. one, that move, I love it for uh, Vegas. Right? I th- did I call him Oakland earlier? Any of the Raiders? You, you did. You right, did. Yeah. You did. It's all good. <laughs> um, we, we we dude, people, we we know what you meant. The Los <laughs> Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yes, I love that move for the Raiders, but for Green Bay, Ugh. what the fuck are you doing? Well, you know, I mean, if Devontae was ready to move on, I, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think ultimately that that was more Devontae pushing that. And I, I I wonder if the fact they didn't get stuff done with Rodgers earlier, you know what I mean? If maybe they were trying to push stuff with Devontae down the road. And Devontae's like, seriously? No, that's fine. All right, look, next chapter I want to go. I want to be down there with Carr. So... Um, he gave a good chunk of his career to Green Bay. I'm not going to hate on it, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm definitely disappointed. That one sucks to me. Tyreek Hill. I just, I look at that. And I'm just like, how does that not end up with the old much regrets, you know, vibe on it? I, I just, you know, the, the reality is they've given to a, a, this wealth of football talent and they need to answer that question. What is Tua? Can it succeed? Et cetera. Uh, and there's no excuse if he if he sucks next year, outside of injury, right? There's zero excuse for him, none. They got they got running talent, they got wide receiver talent. So yeah, they they tooled up this offseason mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, yeah. adding Raheem Mostert on top of it, one of the fastest yeah. guys in the NFL. If he can and, stay healthy, but if yes. he can stay healthy, yeah. And Tyreek Hill, I know. I mean, you, you, they're going for speed. They're they're going the KC yeah. route in terms of that respect. It's just weird because you know Tyreek Hill is fascinating, but part of their mojo in you know Kansas City was broken plays. Right mm-hmm. and Mahomes buying time and creating on the fly, they those two had really good chemistry, and I don't know if you know that's a big jump. Now look, I mean, if if, if you're just like you know what, he's just securing the bag, he's getting paid, fine. Just I don't want to hear him bitching. If you chase the money and you get the money and that's what you want, so be it. But you can't tell me in any way, shape, or form that you roll down to Miami going. I know I had my homes before, but two is just fine. Because <laughs> oh. it feels like they're just on two entirely different quarterback levels. Well, and we because they, they are. are. Right. But, um, again, they're, they're given two of the, the personnel assets, no excuses. If he's terrible this year, then, you know, you just move on and, and do the next right thing, next best thing. That's that. Well, and obviously we just, you know, with the draft coming up in what, next week or is it the week after? Soon. Uh, yeah, it's very soon. soon. We we kind of have to look at it and see what they do. Mm-hmm. If you see Miami go out and draft a quarterback, 
then you kind of go, okay, they're just seeing what Tua does this year. And if he, you know, if he bites it, then peace. Um, but if you don't see them draft quarterback, then you realize that they really do believe in Tua and they're going to give him the, as much time as he needs. I, I think they've spent the money to build that roster out. And, you know, this, this is the prove it year for Tua, period. This is it. You bring a head coach in that you believe in. He's, yeah. ob- he's obviously, he you know, is going to try to leverage Tua and Waddle and Tyreek. And, I mean, all the stuff that they're going to do. And they've got talent. They they have a lot of talent. So it's just a matter of, of can, does Tua take the next step? Right? Or is he just get- or is he just an average guy? I'm just saying, like, Tariq Hill, you're, you're moving off of one of the elites to a dude that might just be the proverbial jag, just another guy. And that, I'm glad you got paid, but yeah, it was that was a baffling trade. That 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 just shocked the. I was like, no, there's no way this is real. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it feels that that feels like that's fake, doesn't it? Like you're it like, why, why would Tyreek Hill leave Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes? This is crazy to me. Yeah, it it, it, yeah, it makes no sense for sure. Mm-mm. But stranger things have happened. I mean, we this has been one of the most, I mean, one of the craziest. Uh, off seasons, I think I've seen in a long time, just because of all the moving pieces, some all the big name moving pieces, not just moving pieces, but the yeah. big names that have all moved. All I know is is I need to renew my library card because I have to be able to try to find a way to check out all the books that Dan Snyder keeps on the finances of <laughs> the Redskins and the Commanders. Because apparently there's a lot of sets of books. You know, for home games and then other other tickets and season ticket holders and refunds and, and just, you know, how they allocate payments and all this stuff. So I, I need a new library card for FedEx Field. I, I want to check out these books, man. <laughs> I heard I heard there's multiple sets, so there should be plenty to go around. Can't can't wait, as Bart Scott would say. All right. um, Here, let's pound through this real quick. We might, might as well do that. Because uh, we're going to trend towards wrap-up. Look, I <laughs> I remember joking around, man. And, and there's a part of me that really, in retrospect, there's, there's a part of me that's like, it's, it's too bad they had UNC and Duke meeting in the Final Four, right? It almost feels like that would have been way better if they were on opposite sides. And the only way they would have met would have been the championship game. Because that game was incredible. Kansas-Villanova, not incredible. I mean, Kansas balled out. Yes, but not a great game. I mean, McCormick, Agbaji, they balled out. But Kansas-Villanova, just not a great Final Four game. UNC-Duke was incredible. Obviously not the outcome I wanted, for sure. Armando Baycott was just a baller, had a gutsy performance, rolled his ankle with about five minutes left, and they were tied up 65-65. You know, looking like he's going to go to the locker room, comes jogging back up shortly thereafter. But... You know, when I think about this game, um, I kind of zone in on a, on a couple of things. Number one, I, I didn't love the general vibe of the officiating. I thought they were a little overly tight early, and then they kind of loosened up, and then they tightened up late on certain things. So I didn't love that. I'm not saying that's why the outcome is what it is. I just wasn't, me personally, was not a fan of it. Where When I knew Duke was in trouble, number one, they couldn't hit enough threes. That was problematic. But number two, 
uh, when Williams missed that first free throw, I was like, uh oh. No. I was like, I was like, yeah. oh no. Now, he needed he needed to hit that first one. Yeah. He missed the first one. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> and then he missed the second one. I was like, oh no. Gotta make one. And then Caleb Love hitting that dagger ass three. I was like, oh, oh. no. Oh no. Uh that 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 was tough. That was he tough. He had to make one of those free throws. Yeah. I think the game itself largely lived up to the hype, which is so difficult to do. It was an incredible basketball game. It was very tight. Uh and you know, UNC clearly had a lot of motivation to stick it to Duke because they they stuck them Coach K's last home game, which we talked about, as did everybody under the sun in the sports world. Um, and they meet him in the Final Four, which was amazing. And they stuck it to him again. So they, they beat him in his last home game. They finished his career off with an L. So Tar Heels fans, you know, you, you have that, and that's a tremendous thing to hang your hat on. But, you know, Caleb Love, uh, Manic, they were – they <laughs> those guys hit so many – critical shots man but that last dagger from love after the two missed free throws i was like oh no Brutal. i was like oh no that was rough that was rough uh caleb love had 28 points versus duke 30 versus ucla in the sweet 16 23 versus marquette in the first round but i, I just you know it it feels like uh that game took something out of unc maybe they were just uh, you know the, the amount of emotion that goes into it, the amount of work that went into it, because they ultimately they had one more half in them, right? They had one more half in them, and then it was just it went to hell in a hurry. But eighty-one seventy-seven, uh, it's as tough a, man, I, it is, it is. Uh, look, K retires with one thousand two hundred two wins, most in NCAA uh, basketball history. Uh, I do think it's odd. I was watching ESPN for a couple different things. And I thought it was weird that when they talked about the most wins in NCAA basketball history, that they ended up having a hybrid list where it was the men and the women, right? And I'm not trying to sandbag on women's basketball. Please don't take this that way. But I like that to me, it's a terrible comparison because there's it doesn't feel like there's a lot of really good women's team. And look, UConn has been incredible. Gino Arima did a great job with them, right? But the depth and the breadth of competition is not the same. No. It's just not right. <laughs> unless, unless you're lying to yourself, it, it's just not. So, um, cause RM has got a thousand, well, I think 1,149. And there's, uh, I think the coach from Stanford is in the fifties. So Somebody's going to pass Coach K for the total number of wins if you're going to, you know, collapse everything into one gigantic category. But, uh, look, 13 Final Fours, most in history. Most years span of Final Four appearances, 36. 36 NCAA tournaments, 101 wins, which is ridiculous. 26 Sweet 16, 17 Elite Eights, 13 Final Fours, five national championships. It's a, it's a hell of a career. Not the end that I wanted. Yeah, I was really hoping for that storybook Duke ending. Once UNC beat him, I was like, ah. Uh, but UNC didn't really get their storybook either. Not completely. Like, they finished a chapter short, you know? They got the stick at the Coach K chapter, and then they <laughs> couldn't get the rest done. So, you know, Tom will tell us how that really ends up feeling 
Uh, if you're a UNC fan, you, you take great satisfaction in that. Uh, but believe me, uh, given my news feed and some of my UNC fan coworkers, uh, I felt like it was sweet sports karma that UNC sucked bags of ass in that second half versus Kansas and choked out a 16-point po- lead, 15 at the half, 16 overall. How? How? Look, you, we did not get Manic Monday. Randy, you told me not to project this and manifest it. It came damn near close. He tried, <laughs> uh, and I tried. I was ready to, to queue up and play Manic Monday. You know what's funny is over the course of the game, early on when UNC was kicking their ass, I was like, all right, man, you know what? Look, fine. Duke lost, but at least UNC's going to finish this off, right? Errant, wrong. Um, and once when Kansas opened that second half, and we're just taking UNC to the woodshed. I don't know what – it was just wild to me. Um, Shannon, I'll say this. I thought Hubert Davis misplayed from a coaching standpoint the open of the second half because I swear to God he should have called a timeout earlier. I felt like he waited at least two, if not three, possessions too long to do it. Yeah, when you when you start feeling that slipping away, you got you got to end it then and there. I mean, and that and that and that's look. It's his first year coaching. He got to a Final Four. It's tremendous. But when you're yeah. in championship basketball and you're dominating, and you start feeling that to start coming away, mm-hmm. immediately nip it in the bud. I mean, right? Because I, I look, I get you want you you want to trust in your players. Mm-hmm. And maybe that'll pay dividends next season. Maybe, but in the here and now, mm-hmm. you need to nip that in the bud because this is this is it. This is the national championship game, and when you start feeling what you have built, a sixteen point lead sort dwindling away, nip it. Right then and there, yeah, like I, said, I feel like it's at least he waited at least two possessions too long. Dude, d- you know, don't mess around. No, call a timeout. Nip it. And look, get, get your guys straight. Yeah, get you know, get everyone settled down. Get your best set play and run it. Yeah, bleed the clock. I mean, there's lots of things. It's just, I mean, Kansas came out just hustling and working it, and it, it almost looked like UNC was like, what's going on here? <laughs> it was weird. But it just it, here we're talking about Kershaw at the beginning of the – it's the moment, right? And yeah. I was okay with UNC winning this game, and I was like, all right, all right, fine. They'll be the national champs. I'll have to deal with all these UNC fans being really annoying about it, but at least – if you're going to lose, you lose to the team that wins the whole thing. That is bad. Right. But there is something. Once once that Kansas switch got flipped, and I felt bad because obviously Caleb Love, he looked like he pulled something. He was gimpy for a little while in that game. Uh, we obviously know about Baycott, <laughs> who really was just a phenomenal player over the course of the tournament. Uh, the amount of double-doubles that guy got, just filthy. But – you know, what's wild is I'm sitting here watching, and again, you know, I was okay with UNC winning, and then Kansas really started coming back and taking them to the woods, and I'm like, fuck it, Kansas, let's go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for all the issues that they had, 
I mean, that final score was 72-69, to 69, and UNC had all kinds of chances to tie that game up late. Yep. Mysteries, mysteries, mysteries. Manic getting the rebound and then throwing it away with, well, he wasn't trying to throw it away. It's just kind of the way it happened, uh, with 4.2 seconds left. Uh, and then they get get they get a gift because the Kansas player steps on the sideline on the inbounds play. What the hell, man? It you, happens. I know. UNC gets another crack at it. Manic trips and falls. Davis misses a three. Game over. Caleb Love, 5 of 24 in that game, 1 of 8 from beyond the arc. So Yeah, and, you, can't, you can't have a game like that and expect. No, you need the rest of the team to done. pick you up. It's not a not a not a good shooting game, and I'm like, what the hell, man? Couldn't y'all have missed some shots versus Duke the other night? <laughs> <laughs> Should have saved some of it, but uh, again, it was a wild game. Um, Duke UNC I think was classic, an all time classic, and because of the comeback, this ends up being obviously a championship game of serious significance. Uh, I like to call it the Roy, the Roy Williams Bowl. <laughs> I think I sent out a tweet that said something like Roy Hawk, <laughs> uh, Tar Hawk or something goofy. I had some fun with it. Um, although he, he looked like he was decked out in Carolina blue, so we sort of knew his allegiance. But it's just weird. I mean, what's the likelihood that you, you know what I mean, you coach at both places that end up in a championship game? It's just crazy to me. But Caleb Love struggled. Manic struggled. Uh, I, I will say I thought it was odd that he got elbowed in the face, and there was no there were no calls. Now I'm not saying it was legitimately flagrant, right? I'm just saying it felt like Manic got on the wrong end of some of that against Baylor, and he got dinged. And this dude gets elbowed and armed in the face. Probably should have if there was a concussion protocol. I'm assuming that guy is probably out, right? But he's not. He's still in there. UNC tried to gut that out. A lot of respect to Armando Baycott um, playing through the ankle injury, injures his ankle versus Duke. Uh, we talked about it jogging off, coming back in. I mean, it was, that was an incredible moment. Uh, and he tried to gut through and play through the pain versus Kansas. And I've watched that replay multiple times. And I know people say oh, nothing happened with the floor, but I've watched that replay enough times. It feels like that floor gives uh, way enough that it set the stage for him to roll his ankle a second time and really just essentially end him. And you hate to see injuries like that. You do. You just, do. just watching him plant and then watch the ankle just go burnt. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. you just you felt you just felt for the kid. I, you you knew that hurt. North Carolina obviously ended up with some foul issues. You know, Luke, uh, Leaky Black went out when he picked up his fourth. I think it was forty six to forty one when that happened. Um, but you know, Kansas made better second half adjustments, whatever coaching cliche you want to throw in there. Uh, they did it and they came out and they just handled UNC wild, wild to me. Now, again, my sports fan, you know, let's just say sports fan karma. Let's go with that. Uh, I, I, I took some solace in the fact that even though they beat Duke, they didn't ate their ass in the championship game. So I didn't feel as bad. Still annoyed, but I didn't feel as bad. Uh, particularly since over the last 25 years, UNC was 161 to zero and zero with a 15 point halftime lead. Got the first one. Good job, y'all. But look, 
Uh, we'll see if Shannon gets this. The largest deficits overcome to win a championship game. 16 points is Kansas versus UNC this year. Shannon, I'm going to go out on the limb and say you will not guess one of these, but you might guess one uh, if it's top three. You got Kansas, UNC this year. You got that. So you yep. got the next two. Uh, one was 15. That was the year that I believe Wilt Chamberlain lost to San Francisco against Cincinnati. Loyola, Chicago came uh, back. Loyola, from, Chicago. Came back yeah. from 15 points down versus Cincinnati. You got one more. Uh, Kentucky beating Utah 98. Look at down that. Like, like it was meant to be. He knew. That that was my cats, man. Yeah, I know that was Rick Majerus, right? At that point, yes. with Utah, what? As Sean McDonough would say, when Rick Majerus jumped up and down, the entire building shook. Mm-hmm. Was the ghost of Rick Majerus stepping on the floor where Armando Baycott was trying to plant? Bro, did you see that? Look, like when yes. he stepped wrong, the whole like floor no, this it, like it flexed before he stepped and it flexed before he rolled his ankle oh uh, my god I, I know they like to look at that point i was not pulling for unc to win but as far as i'm concerned uh armando baycott deserves a lot of gloss a lot of respect for just gutting it out after that ankle injury versus duke he was not the same player no, he wasn't. Versus Kansas. That obviously hurt them. But neither was Caleb Love. Neither was Manic. You know? Whether or not they were spent a little bit after that Duke game, or this is just more credit to Kansas, if you can argue it all across the board, uh, they were they were not nearly as effective. They didn't shoot as well. They didn't hit the big shots as well. And Baker, How can you expect them to? It's, it's a I rivalry know, game. I know. In that, the I mean, final four. Oh my god, dude! The daggers—they—they they just. It's just. Given the way they were, they were just hitting, hitting these dagger shots against Duke. It's just, it's so weird to me to watch them play again. You know, two nights later, and they can't hit you, the broadside of a bus. You, you, you know. You spin all your bullets. I know. I mean, trying just, to beat the giant. Yep. What happens when you use up all your mojo against your rival? Yeah, well, actually, I found a oh oh oh. This is a, this is from a highlight package. This is how much I care about uh, UNC choking it out. Fuck them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, you're not. No, uh, but look, I, I did. I, <laughs> I that. Yeah, that's accurate. I did say no, chaos, chaos, let it rain, and we got some chaos at the end. But I, I just I, I thought UNC was going to finish finish them off. Uh, but once the collapse started, I'm like, you know what? All the junk I've heard about the Duke things, go ahead and choke this bad boy out. <laughs> and they sure as hell did. <laughs> I, just, I just remember watching wrestling that night, and I'm just, I look at the score and went, "Wow, that's very unexpected." Mm-hmm. And once it ended, I fl- I actually watched the final nine minutes of the game, and I'm like, "Well, Kansas just said." Hey, here's your false hope. Guess what, bitches? And yeah. when I heard the run they went on, I was like, yeah, that's a pretty insane run to go on to start the second half yes. to get back into the game and then take over. It was. And if you, you absolutely give Kansas credit for that. 100%. Um, they, they, they were all kinds of geared up in the second half, and they just went at them. And so it, I guess it, you could say they understood the assignment. 
Uh, As a matter of fact, sir, unlike whoever assembled that floor in the Superdome, um, that I'm telling you, you watch the highlights of Big Cop planting that foot. That floor flexes down, man. Yeah, it's bad. It's it's significant. It was apparent in the moment, and uh, I don't know. It's it's just such a shame for him to get hosed by that. They can say the floor doesn't move. It's not the floor's fault. I, I watched it. That floor moved, and then his yeah, we all saw it. <laughs> and then his ankle f- rolled right over. Mm-mm. Floor builders did not understand the assignment. No. So, uh, but you know what, Hubert Davis, it's a hell of a year. You got to stuck. You got to stick it to your, you know, sports rivals. You got a final four out of it. You got a national championship game appearance out of it. Not the finish per se that you wanted, but given how it started and how it ended, y'all y'all did well. You know, y'all did well. Not bad. Mm-mm, not bad at all. So, uh, and I, if Mark was here, I know he'd want to talk about South Carolina handling UConn in the NCAA Women's Championship. By the way, that's Gino Arema's first title game law. That's incredible. He was 11-0, and now 11-1. and That's amazing, by the way. So. Oh, yeah. Penny was all kinds of excited about that. Good. Well, as a South Carolina Gamecock, your wife should have been excited. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I, I got this text, and she's like, we fucking won. I'm like, right, congrats, because obviously that's that's a big that's big for that school, considering it's about the only sport they're good at, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Anywho, uh, all right, gents. I, I know we were trying to be done at 1.30. We've hit 1.30, so I guess it's wrap-up o'clock land. Uh, so let me ask you this. Whether you want to tighten up or put a bow on the tournament, or one shining moment, or some other story, um, I'll give you the opportunity to uh, do so. All right. Uh, so, Randy, what you got for me? Thinking about it, uh, in terms of uh, any anything sports-related, I, I really got nothing. But I, I did say um, I would uh, give you a bit of a gym story today that happened. Oh. I think you, that I think you'll get it. That I think you get a chuckle out of. Uh, so. I'm in my, in the uh, semi-private, which is basically just four people mm-hmm. and and the trainer. And I was just talking to one person. I was like, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not done tonight. I'm going to be recording a podcast. My friends said, oh, what is it about? And I'm like, well, sports for the most part. But uh, then we <laughs> add in alcohol and shit goes sideways 99.9% of the time. What? Yeah, what you, and uh, what I was like, talking yeah, we, about? <laughs> so I Jeez. here's the funny part. I brought up the episode with Dyphalia, dude. Uh huh. And she's like, and the thing is, she's like, I'm a medical, I'm a medical professional, and I've never heard that term before. What the hell does that mean? I was like, it's like the dude's got two dicks. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah. And all of a sudden, she looks at the trainer. She's like, did you know that Dyphalia means you got two dicks? <laughs> <laughs> the trainer looked at her like, "What the fuck?" And all of a sudden, she's like, "I'm texting my friends about this. How did I not know about this?" Wow! Just like, I just started dying laughing because I'm just like, "Well, dude, maybe, like Randy's performing community service out here." <laughs> I'm spreading the word about Dyphalia. I was like, yeah. "Yeah, it's." I was like, "Yeah." Spreading the word I about like, double dong. I, mean, I was like, listen to the sports group. We'll, we, we, as like, what, I, you what, know, IFL yeah. science, man. Once a year, we'll give you something of significance that, that sort of, uh, we somehow turn it into a bunch of fuckery. 
but it'll be a, 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 a an interesting side note. Yeah. Yeah, well, let, let me check my phone real quick before you ask me anything. Tell me how my ass tastes. <laughs> well, Shannon, how does it taste? I don't know. Oh, oh wow. Well, I, I was I was looking for one particular soundbite. How can I not find this particular soundbite, man? I know it's on one of these boards. Oh, I needed to scroll up. Two chips at the same time, man. Except uh, with Diphalic, dude, it's two dicks at the same time, man. <laughs> we talking about or practice. not a game. We're talking about practice. Or I guess man. technically at that about? point, you practice. can have the second inning stretch, we're right? About practice, man. <laughs> and the seventh <laughs> inning stretch. We're you, talking about hey, where are the white women at? You got them both. <laughs> Shannon's like, uh, I'm trying to look for something here, damn it. Will you hurry up and finish up on Bluegle McGuffin? <laughs> Go! Come Clearly on. you've never watched Hot Tub Time Machine. No. Time it's to actually, learn about angling. It's actually what the fuck? Angling. Study names women's most popular techniques for pleasure and better orgasms. Okay, where did this one come from? That's important. Well, I mean, you know... No, it is important. I'm not going to lie. That's an important... Angling? Well, at least you didn't go with splinting. Oh. YouTuber wins world record for world's first retractable lightsaber. Nice. Very uh, cool. By the way, uh, if you don't want to do yourself this favor, don't bloogle if you need to splint when you poop. Don't do it. Uh, trust me, I'm not going to. <laughs> Now, Matt might, but I won't. Matt probably splints when he poops. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. He should he should not have to do that. Um, anyway. <laughs> well, I, here's, here's a great story as we wrap up. Uh, this is the headline. Teen bakes grandpa's ashes into delicious cookies, shares with all her friends. That is just fucked up. What the fuck? Oh. For fuck's sake, man. Seriously. About two weeks ago, two students at Da Vinci Charter Academy in Davis, of course it's California. Actually, you figure this was probably Florida Man. Uh, Exactly. Or the the remains of Florida Man um, of of Da Vinci Charter Academy in Davis, California, treated their friends to a batch of delicious homemade sugar cookies. One of the students asked me if I wanted a cookie. I figured, it's a cookie. Why not? Described the student. I took a bite out of it, and she told me there was a special ingredient. I was like, did you, is this a weed cookie or something? And she said no. So what was the secret ingredient that gave the baked goodies their mouth-wateringly gray Sandy Crunch? She said it was her grandpa's ashes. (laughs) do Do you immediately barf? Like, if you're like, oh, great, I just ate a dead person. Like I remember the movie I see dead people. I I don't think the line was like I eat dead people. I don't. That's not. Oh, how, no. That was not how that was supposed to go. You know what I mean? This is not no. how this works. That's not how this works. That's not how I, this works. I weep Fail. for the future. Yeah. I weep for the future. All right. All right. Uh, speaking of weeping. All right. Oh. Here's here's another. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of these things saved, you fuck faces. All right. Son <laughs> of a bitch. I know. All right. All right. Here's a headline. Here's a headline for you. Okay. 
And we should take a vote to see who of the sports brew would do this. But this is the headline. Or make a, a uh, uh, do a stupid enough bet that they might end up with this result. All right, headline. Student lost both his nipples after deodorant dare went badly wrong. <laughs> a 15-year-old boy in the UK reportedly lost both his nipples after a dare involving links, which here is known as Axe, uh, body spray went horribly wrong. He was in his, he's now 19, but he was in his school's changing room when another boy dared him to spray two cans of deodorant onto his chest. So they sprayed, they sprayed his exposed nipples. God. And he said, at first it's just cold. It's not really a big thing. <laughs> and then it starts to burn and, and you're just there waiting for it to finish. Whoa, that sounds like a Whitfield quote. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Make cream for that. After the dare was over, however. Are you sure? Yeah. Here, yeah. After the dare was over, however, another boy flicked the boy's nipples, and that's when the nipples fell off. Oh, no. Rather than... <laughs> Rather, because they froze him off rather than seeking medical attention or nipple reattachment surgery. Oh, he continued with his day and attended his German class where others noticed something was wrong. I'm a German just sitting and my nipples are now gone. This feels like it's a fake article, doesn't it? It does. It's a, this is on IFL Science and you've got it linked to the <laughs> Liverpool Echo. This should be like the Babylon Bee, right? It's it's the, uh, I don't know, uh, what's a good, the Nebraska nip, right? Like, this would just be a fake story somehow. So, anyway, yeah. Don't freeze your nipples off, kids. Okay? Don't do that. Uh, what the fuck? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't, do, don't do it. Don't do it. But, I, I, again, I, I will say thank you for uh, the sports gods for saving me from an absolute manic Monday. I didn't have to deal with that. So, thank you. Thank you. I've got other stories, but I figure that's probably I gave you two. Is that is that enough? Do you want more? <laughs> all, all I'm going to say, Justin, is at least you can thank IFL Science for all the things you get to share with Logan when he grows up to be like, this is what you don't do. Yeah, you, do, you don't freeze your nipples and flick them off. Don't do that. Bad yeah, way to go. What the fuck? What What is wrong with the youth? I, I know it's a dumb fucking question, but it's still worth asking. It's like, what okay. the hell's wrong? All right, fine. You wanted one more headline. You've got it. I will. I, I will do this. Okay. All right. Here's the headline. Here's the headline. And I will say, I'm going to ask you which fan base you think, uh, w which football team you think they pull for. Okay. Headline: Italian doctors invent new tool to remove 23-inch dildo. From man's rectum. Holy fuck. <laughs> a team of physicians at the AAST. It's a shame it's not ASST. But the AAST Grand Hospital in Milan have added a new tool to their arsenal. Her arsenal. Mm -hmm. So did that person, by the way. <laughs> after a particularly challenging instance forced them to innovate. Writing in BMJ Case Reports... Endoscopist Dr. Lorenzo Diascoridi and his colleagues detailed the treatment of a 31-year-old man who presented to the emergency room with a girthy, man, you get all the fun adjectives, a girthy 60-centimeter or 23-inch rubber dildo lodged inside of him. 
The man explained that the toy was not removable by hand and had been stuck for 24 hours. What? <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? 24 hours? <laughs> that I got to tell you, man, I, I can't imagine any sequence of events in my life where something like that would be stuck in... in in any or in any of my orifices, right? Or hopefully nobody that I know. But I would like to believe that if you were a person that somehow dabbled in filling of said orifices with rubber <laughs> devices, that after an hour you'd be like, "All right, man, we got a problem." You know what I'm saying? Like half an hour, an hour. That's that's enough time to ascertain. <laughs> you've already you've already ass entertained, but you should be able to ascertain that it is that there is an issue here. <laughs> there's a, there's a problem. There's a problem. You know, I don't think you need 24 hours to properly evaluate the fact that you cannot. That's right. It would not break free. I look. I understand. Thank you, Ariana Grande. That was a grande. That is true. That's actually rather. That's actually kind of fitting there. Son of a bitch. Yes, that's also accurate. <laughs> Oh. I don't think I need even an hour. I'd be like, nope, we're nope. Here, going to the emergency room. No, but five, five minutes should be probably be sufficient. Ten. Yeah, exactly. Right? Twenty-four hours. What the 24 fuck? Twenty-four hours. I mean, what did they feel? They had the uh, no, no. We went. That's gonna get I, worse. I, I don't. I was like, I don't even want to think I, about or even explore potentially the thought process. That person did enough hours. personal exploration. You are. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude. They did more than enough. <laughs> he was probably thinking, "Let me poop." I mean, I don't. I, you know, you got Olaf in that movie, but that person with a 23 inch banger back there that's wolof whoa <laughs> that's wolof <laughs> so Too when much. you call the dude that had that freaking weight shut up his ass yeah that, they're, they're they're probably cousins that was probably you know like, what you're probably right that was probably double dare <laughs> you know what i mean that's probably what's well, going on well if i right do there. this you have to do this <laughs> yeah. okay so uh, anyway, he had to get referred to the endoscopy unit, and he did get said item removed. But that's just, that's awful. That's awful. MacGuffin has had absolutely nothing to say for a while. I don't know if this story was just too much for him. Well, he's definitely passed the fuck out in his chair right now. Did he? Did he pass out? Yeah, look. <laughs> he's, he's done, man. He tapped out. Maybe the shock of the uh, dildo up the ass oh, is just too much this, for him. Oh, my God. Randy, that's ruthless. <laughs> All right, here we go. No, he's done. He's nostrils up. Yep. Oh, wow. Here, we'll, we'll just for... Uh, he's probably like, I can make it till two, and then here we are. Not even two. All right, All right Randy, wave up for our picture. There you go. Uh, uh, we can make a video. Wait, watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shannon's oh, going bastard. to endoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He's done. There you go. Shannon, we'll send this to you for your birthday. We love you, bro. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's going to 
we were going to at least try to bring up the RIP, but obviously with him passed out, we, I mean, we still, I guess we could. No, we, we well, you know. We, I, we probably should. All right. We ran over, which we knew was very Going likely. to happen. We knew it, 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 it's about <laughs> guaranteed, but all, all the, look, compared to many uh, previous recording sessions, being done at two o'clock is phenomenal. At three thirty. Oh Jesus. my God! Yeah, the, the threes and the three thirties are just brutal. All right, look, um, I, I don't know how we had those awful segues into this segment. I almost feel bad for setting up uh, I know, right? this particular thing, but uh, Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> we have we have some RIPs to do. That's one of them. Certainly, the you know you think about the soundtrack of your life whether it's pop culture, comedy, music, art, all these different things that just are part of your world as you grow up. And, you know, we've lost a lot of very significant just individuals. Uh, yeah. Saget, Anderson, and Gottfried. I mean, I mean, you have, there's no shortage. I mean, there's obviously, you know, you think about some of the people that have passed over the pa- just over the past couple of months, the past year. Uh, but that that's particularly a hard hit, you know. And I, I know that he was was suffering from a long-term illness. I don't know what that specific illness was. I haven't seen that officially declared anywhere. Not that I need to know what it was, but so I was I, still I, mean, I was I still I was I was just I will just say I'm still surprised. You know, it's not like he was 90. I mean, 67, if I recall correctly. But it's just sometimes when the news breaks, you're like, how, why, what, what are you talking about? And he felt like that. Excuse me. He felt like that to me. It just, I wasn't aware that he was sick, but it just caught me by surprise. And it's like, damn, dude. Really? Yeah. You had a con story with him, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I looked, I kind of had to look it up because I knew he was, he had been suffering from something. So basically, Mm He suffered, I guess the best way to, the easiest way to say it is uh, a heart attack, but it was ventricular tachycardia that he suffered, that he, that hit him, uh-huh. which can lead to a cardiac arrest. So I'm assuming it was a heart attack, um, but he suffered from myotonic dystrophy, which is a form of uh, muscular dystrophy. Oh. And so it's, so it's the muscles are often unable to relax after contraction. So which to me, now that I know that and I've read that, it explains like um, a couple years ago before the pandemic hit, um, went to Galaxy Con in Richmond and he was one of the guests they had mm-hmm. in there. But um, while he was, uh, we were, I can't remember what we were waiting in line for. I think we were waiting in line for one of the panels we were going to. And he was actually making his way probably to one of his. And but he was like walking with a cane and things like that. So I was like, Oh wow. Obviously maybe he's just not feeling well or something's wrong. I didn't realize he was actually suffering from that disorder. Mm -hmm. And clearly I think that's, you know, the reason why he needed a cane was because the muscles were just constantly being contracted. Yeah. And, and it's a shame. I mean, it's just like thinking about the stuff that I remember him from, whether it's, you know, his brief stint on Saturday Night Live back in the day or <laughs> Aladdin uh, or Aladdin <laughs> um, or that movie Problem Child, which I loved as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but in his crass humor in general. But like recently, uh, one of the fa- my favorite things that I like to watch <clears throat> on YouTube is the Angry Video Game Nerd. And he actually did a project with him for uh-huh. one of the games. And the dude was absolutely funny. Balls to the wall, just his personality shining through in terms of just being totally crude and rude. I loved it. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, it's just it clearly the dude just lived his life to the fullest as best he could. Yeah. And uh, it's 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 one of those just shocks. Just, I mean, Saget was a shock. Louis Anderson was a shock. Yeah. Um, to lose three comedians of our childhood growing guys we grew up with. And, In a very condensed, I mean, relatively speaking, a pretty condensed time frame. Yeah. Yeah. All this year. Yeah. Just weird. But no. And then obviously, you know, doing the Aflac duck for so long, that was you. I mean, he just had such a distinct voice. You just he, knew it was right. Him. He was very distinctive. And I know that's not what I know. That's not his normal speaking voice. I'd be curious just what he sounds like if you just have a regular conversation with him. But he had a very unique, very distinctive style. It's what he did. And it's what he was known for. Um, you can find him uh, doing a reading of WAP. Which is, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> but you, you can find him doing oh a reading of WAP. Oh, my God. That's got to be hilarious. Yeah. It's very ridiculous. Uh, it's it's on YouTube. You can find that. Um, okay. I lied. <laughs> Fair warning. This is totally ridiculous. <laughs> Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass <laughs> pussy. Give me everything you got for this wet-ass pussy. Beat it up, catch a charge, extra large and extra hot. Put this pussy right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop. <laughs> so there you go. Now that's a thing that you know. <laughs> anyway... I was just sorry to, to hear that he passed and he got himself in the trouble a couple of times as a good comic probably should. <laughs> uh, and he certainly, you know, you, you've got some roast legacy. So I wanted to play this one little chunk of a comedy central roast, uh, with him just going to town and Gilbert rest in peace. Oh, I finished that drink. So I guess I have to move on to the other one. That's fine. Oh, but, mm. Here we go. The, the uh, Jack and Coke is donezo, but I still have my a little bit of my dank flapier. But thanks for adding some absolutely ridiculous color uh, to my life uh, for being a distinctive voice, uh, a unique character. And I'm glad that, you know, I was able to appreciate uh, your work in this life. So thank you for that. Rest in peace. And uh, might as well just play the clip, bro. Some jokes. <laughs> a drunken farmer stumbles upstairs into his bedroom, waking his wife, Roseanne. She sits up and sees her husband holding a sheep under his arm. The farmer yells, This is the pig I've been fucking. Roseanne says, You idiot! That's not a pig, it's a sheep. The farmer yells, Shut the fuck up! I was talking to the sheep! <laughs> so terrible. Thank you, good night! You're fucking hilarious. I, I, I like this one, too. Come on, everyone! Take it easy on Seth! It's gotta be hard for him to do a roast, especially because the Simpsons haven't done it yet. (laughs) 
Simpsons would wipe its ass in front of Seth MacFarlane, he could learn to do it too. <laughs> but sadly, Seth MacFarlane's bulky ass is caked in layers of unwiped excrement and shame because the Simpsons haven't done it yet. <laughs> Anyway, that's a hell of a note to end on. I know, right? <laughs> oh, golly. Oh anyway, but rest in peace. Rest in peace, friend. Definitely. Rest in peace. Did you have another one you wanted to throw out as we wrap well, up? Well, I figured since it's something we hadn't really, uh, the drummer from uh, Foo Fighters, <clears throat> uh, Travis Hall, uh uh, Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins. There Taylor we go. Hawkins. I Taylor Hawkins. Fuck, I was thinking Travis Hall. Whatever. I'll blame the alcohol You're just trying to that just one. kill random people. I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm an asshole. Anyway. but What's uh, your name, Courtney Love? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wait. That, hey, that's who kills people. Oh, that's terrible. Oh. <laughs> oh. Right. Wow, Ooh. dude. I thought I was the asshole. Sorry. <laughs> well, somebody's got the life. <laughs> just saying. Anyway, all right, my but, bad. Um, That's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> no, it, it was obviously out of nowhere, and it just, yeah, it was it was it was shocking just in general, just because. I mean, 50. think about I, yeah, I know that's just so so young, but unfortunately, you know, sometimes you lose the you lose the fight with your demons, and that's, I, from what I understand, that's what happened with him. Well, it's, it's a real shame. Yeah, I, I think the, the coroner's report or whatever, they said he had about 10 substances in his body, so um, obviously it's, you know, it sucks. Um, it does. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks, and, and I don't know if that's the end of the Foo Fighters. It's certainly the end of that lineup, but we'll see what comes of that, but it. You know, I mean, it's just, you got a lot of people that, that, as always, when they have that kind of talent and they're part of something that a lot of people enjoy, whether it's pop culture, music, art, whatever, you know, they touch a lot of lives. And yeah. um, and I think that, you know, it, there's this, this camaraderie and this shared experience. And even when you don't know the person in real life, you know their art or their part of that art. You know what I'm saying? And so on some level, you feel like you know them, right? Because that song or that comedy skit or that show or whatever influences you or, you know, however you want to talk about forming those kind of connections in life. And so that's, that's, a, that's a bitter pill it's, and it's a tough loss. And, you know, I'm sorry that he passed away, you know, in, in that manner. That's a shame. Man, we it, it's we have all nothing but it's like Debbie Downer shit. I know, thank, at, the, at the very end, thanks a lot, fuckface. Um. <laughs> well, because it's it, it's all tragic. It's like it's like we can't. It seems like, and and it's not saying that it's all the time, but it seems like a lot of mm -hmm. these people who pass. It's all it's tragic. It's not like well, they were ninety five years old and just passed peacefully while they no, slept. No, it's like, yeah, it's sad that Betty White died, but she had an incredible life, and she was very exactly. old. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Peacefully in her sleep. You know, I think most of us are like, ah, let me die when I'm super old, and I've had a very fulfilled life, and I can just go to sleep and then just, you know, crank one, you know, crank out one. Careful how you phrase that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 
I hear you. I hear you. So let's let's try to shift off the Debbie Downer phase. Gilbert Gottfried, hell of a life. Taylor Hawkins, oh, yeah. obviously, uh, hell of a life. It's just it's just it's just a shame when it gets cut short either by illness and sickness uh, and ailments or through self inflicted wounds. Now, maybe he would have passed anyway, but obviously, when if you're gonna go, oh, he had drug problems and he had ten. You know, ten different substances in his body. You figure, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like right. it's too bad, man. And it's just it's a sad end because you you'd like to believe that he had a lot more to share with the world, uh, with Grohl, with the Foo Fighters, with the fans. And that's just it's just a, it's a tough end. But you know the here's the reality, bro. A lot of stuff in life doesn't end the way that you think it will. Uh, of course, a lot of things in life don't begin the way that you think it will either. And that's just part of the you know, operational reality of life and of living, uh, as there's a lot of variety and experience and, and life throws a lot of curveballs at you. And there are some things that are about your choice. Some things are about the choices of others. Some things are just about luck or happenstance or coincidence. Right. Um, and what you hope is that you live a good life. You have a good life. You share a good life with the people that you love. And when it's your time that, you know, people remember you, fondly and enjoy the memories that they have and i hope that that's the case for their fans you know i guess yeah. the, at the end of the day however it plays out for each one of us what you want is that somebody raises a glass for you to a life well lived to a life well loved and celebrates in your honor and celebrates what they shared with you and what you shared with them. And they carry that forward. And I hope that's true for both of those. Right? For both oh, of yeah. them. Most definitely. Yep. So that feels a little bit more upbeat and slightly more positive. Uh, and I will say as, a, as, as somebody that watches This Is Us, my wife and I watch that. I do like that show. Thank God the Toby and Kate episode, which I was like, this is going to be awful. That was probably the happiest, saddest episode I ever of TV I can remember in a long time. <laughs> if you I watch, will keep that in mind for when Penny finally watches it. Yeah, it's a it's a good show. Is it overly dramatic? Of course it is. But the Toby the Toby and, and Kate episode, their their like finale, you know, their stuff, they handled it well because they set it up where it just felt like it was going to be all awful and ugly. But I thought that was yeah, it's TV. I get it, but. I thought that was a, a happy, a happy sadness, and it'll make sense when you watch it. If you don't watch it, you don't care. But for those that do, hopefully that makes sense. Anyway, from all of us to all of you, from both of Shannon's nostrils, <laughs> and for, yeah, he's out. And from Whitfield's <laughs> second inning stretch. God bless. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Well, he would if he could get past the second inning. But from all of us to all of you, enjoy the week, enjoy the weekend. And as always, brew and brew crime. That's half the fun. <laughs> Keywords of sports and brew. As always, you can find us all over the place, man. Our home feed on Podbean, Apple, iTunes. It should be now on Spotify, Amazon. Google Play. There's all kinds of random crap, man. Have fun, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side probably a couple of weeks, and we'll revisit the NBA playoffs and some more NFL crap. But rest in peace, 
Gilbert Gottfried, Taylor Hawkins, and from all of us to all of you, pop the tops, enjoy a cold one, share some time with your friends and family, y'all. We'll catch you on the flip side, and good night now. Peace. Is Shannon scratching his ass? What do you think? He, he, he might be. You never know. I mean, when Matt passes out like that, he's got his hand down his pants, make sure his junk doesn't disappear, so... Speaking of junk, <laughs> that seems like a good time to get out. This kind of might trash, be. Yeah. might be, might be. I don't, know, I don't know what you're gonna tell your gym uh, workout partner about this episode. Christ Almighty! Go ahead and listen. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Spotify is probably like, why the hell are we putting up with this crap? <laughs> I mean, if they're gonna put up with Joe Rogan, they can put up with us. Facts. Or as, they, as, as the kids say these days, big facts. All right. All right, Randy, go get some rest, bro. All right, man. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks as always. Catch you on the flip side. And good night now. See ya.